Even with him would have been a, a real, would have been a highlight. And I had a bunch of highlights and it would have been a real special thing because John, there's something about John that people get so invested in his matches. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 100th episode of Out of Character. Yes, episode 100. How crazy is that, man? I am amazed that we have hit this milestone. I'm so excited. I, you know, this show means everything to me. I do so much on it. It was something that was an idea that I pitched to my bosses and I pushed and pushed and pushed when I got here for it. We made it happen. And, you know, over these past almost two years, two years next week, um, I, you know, I really, with this show, you know, I had a couple goals in mind. I wanted to, I wanted to show a different side of all the people that you see on TV every week on Raw and SmackDown or whoever, the people behind the scenes. I wanted to show a different side of them, a side that you might not have seen before. I wanted you to learn more about these people, and I wanted the people who are listening to my podcast or watching it on camera to hopefully uh, glean just a little bit from it, get something from it, gain a little bit that can help you in your daily life with something. And I think that over these hundred episodes, uh, the person who's gained the most from it has been me. Uh, I've I've made friends. I have grown as an on-camera person, as an interviewer. Um, and, you know, a lot of these lessons that you can take from the superstars, well, I've watched and listened to every single one of them, and I think that I actually have uh, grown into a better person because of these past 100 episodes. So I want to thank all the WWE superstars who have been on this show and have let me pick their brain or have fun conversations with them over the past two years. Um, and I also want to thank all of you who watch and listen to the show it means the world to me that you guys tune in every week or that you listen in your cars or at home or wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, the fact that you guys tune in and enjoy the conversations that we have here, um, it's something that's truly special to me. Uh, these 100 episodes are something that um, are going to mean a lot to me for the rest of my life. So I appreciate it so much. Enough with the babbling. Uh, enough with uh, this stuff, I but I but really, I am thankful. Let's get to the actual episode now. Episode one hundred, episode one hundred. I had to get someone cool for episode one hundred. I couldn't uh, let you all down, so I went working hard on this one. I, I I started hitting up people, trying to make things happen. And who did I get on the show? My favorite wrestler of all time, Stone Cold Steve. Austin, the GOAT, I don't care what the rest of you say, in my opinion, Stone Cold Steve Austin is the GOAT, that man was my childhood, and uh, and of course, of course, he's someone that made me a lifelong fan of pro wrestling, he's one of the reasons I am sitting here today in more ways than one, so I had to get the man, Stone Cold Steve Austin, on the show for episode 100. Thanks to WWE 2K23 for making this one happen. Make sure you check out the new game. It's awesome. I already started playing it, and you can definitely see some of the improvements from the last game. There's a War Games match. There's showcase mode with John Cena, which I just started, and I think 
I think uh, you get like a visible Super Cena if you finish the showcase mode. I'm excited about that. I'm trying to beat all my friends uh, to finish showcase mode first so I can have him before all the rest of them. But we're not here to talk about John Cena. We're here to talk about the man, the GOAT, Stone Cold Steve Austin, who I got to interview on 316 Day at the El Segundo Brewery, where we talked about a whole bunch of stuff. So sit back, pull up a Steve Weiser, uh, a Broken Skull IPA now, I guess, and uh, check out this conversation between me and my favorite wrestler of all time, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm here with my friends at the El Segundo Brewing Company. We're here to celebrate 316 Day with the one, the only, Stone Cold Steve Austin. We're also here to, to celebrate the launch of WWE 2K23. How are you doing, Steve? Man, I'm doing great. It's good to see you again. It's been a while. It's been a while, indeed. We had, I think the last time we spoke was via Zoom because it was in the pandemic still, so it's nice to be back in person chatting. Zoom is a thing, but being in person is much better. It's definitely yeah. much better. Uh, yeah, I think uh, that interview that I did on your podcast, when I was on your podcast forever ago, it was like a huge career moment for me, so I, I, I've always been indebted to you for putting me over like that, very much so. But... We're here to talk about a few things first. Uh, we're not here to talk about that old podcast. Uh, one of the things we're here to talk about is WWE 2K23. Uh, are you much of a gamer at all? I remember you talking about playing Zelda in the past, but are you like, a, like, do you play games? <laughs> Zelda. That was that was like a rib, okay. an inside rib by producers. Was, hey, say this, okay. and it stoked so much stuff on social media. So it's like it is like an inside rib. I never have really been a big video game guy, but in the business that I've been in, I've been uh, you know fortunate to be in so many, and I've watched the technology just keep spinning up. So never been really a gamer, but happy to be a part of you know 2K20, uh, 2K23 with WWE, and paying homage to the one and only John Cena as he is on the cover. Well, you know, you and John Cena have been on the cover more, almost as much as the, the most amount of times from everyone else. Um, did you ever think about coming back for a match against John Cena? God, man, that would have been, working with him would have been a, a real, it would have been a highlight, and I had a bunch of highlights, and it would have been a real special thing, because John, there's something about John that people get so invested in his matches. Um, he's, he's a very special talent. It would have been great to have a match with him, but um, will it ever happen? No, but I, I think very highly of John, and I love him. Did you ever, like, because, I mean, you, we saw you wrestle last year, and we're going to get into that. Was there ever a time where you ever thought about maybe coming back for a match against him? No, not really. I mean, you know, all, names always get tossed around in conversation and stuff like that. And I said, you know, I never really was going to wrestle again unless, because you never say never, right? Of course. Unless the stars aligned properly. They did to work with KO in Dallas, so we did that. Uh, and it wasn't really, you know, put out as, hey, it's going to be a highly competitive match. Or people weren't expecting me to go 30 minutes. So, you know, the expectations, I think we exceeded the expectations, the expectations, and it worked for that time and that place. So, yeah, I'm good. So you said if, what, you know, if the stars had aligned, you were yeah. down to do it. What made that the moment that you wanted to come back for last year at WrestleMania? Well, part of the pitch was, you know, I did start my career in Dallas, and for, you know, all of the, you know, these years to pass by to go back to Dallas, Texas, where it all started, in Jerry's house, AT&T Stadium, man, that's... That's a it's a huge building, and it'd be an honor to to play there, to work there, and so that was that was a big draw to start and finish in in Dallas. 
were you, like, at what point leading up to it were you like, all right, I'm going to do it? Like, I'm sure there was, like, thought process knowing it was going to be where it was going to be, but at what point were you like, all right, I'm doing this? Oh, I turned them down several times <laughs> until, they, until they kept coming back with different creative. And, and KO was always in the conversation. I was down with that because I love that guy. He's awesome. On the inside, I was knocking his head off so many times because I hadn't thrown a punch in 19 years. And I told him when we got finished, I said, dude, I said, I cannot believe you didn't give me a receipt out there. That's, that, that's the, the good-natured heart uh, of KO. Yeah, there's no way he's giving you a receipt in that match. I think he was thrilled to be out there, and I was thrilled to be with him. But it, it, took, some, it took some talking. We got everything lined up. You saw what happened. Yeah. Was, was it your idea, uh, their idea, to leave it as a surprise until the last minute, like to make it official that you were going to do the match? I don't know whose idea that was. It just turned out like it did. Did you like how that was done? It was done fine because I, I didn't want to go out there. Uh, if, if you're into YouTube at all, you know, there, I think, uh, who was it? Nick Bockwinkle worked in Japan with Billy Robinson. It was an exhibition match. So I didn't want to do something like that because, you know, that's kind of old school. Now, I worked for those two guys and they're amazing talents. And I didn't want to do any kind of gimmick matches. So the fact that it turned into a melee worked. And, I, and, and, and you, dude, you know, when we were out there, I didn't think we had that crowd because that was in a building where sound kind of escapes the ring sometimes. And it does that, it did that at Ford Field, it does it at uh, Toronto at the Sky Dome. So I didn't know we had them like we did, but when I look back at it, we had them and it was a hell of a pop going out. You know, it was, I was in the crowd and you definitely had them. And it was actually one of my favorite parts of the whole weekend because, you know, me growing up in the Attitude Era, you being my favorite wrestler growing up, and knowing, you know, the joy that you brought me as a kid getting to see you wrestle. And then I was in the crowd, looking around, seeing all these people who had never gotten to experience a Stone Cold Steve Austin match, you know, because of their age and stuff. And just to see the excitement on all their faces, it was like, God, this is so cool that a new generation of people get to experience this. The thing that popped me, uh, my producer for Broken Skull Sessions showed me a video he made on his iPhone. He actually videoed some of the talent, the people I worked with that were there visiting, walking out to the crowd to be there live. And that's, it's like a curtain sellout, right? Yep. So they want to go out there to be in the crowd to feel it, not just watch it on a monitor. And that meant a lot to me when I saw that. I was like, oh, man, it's pretty cool because they know what's up. Yes. I mean, I'm going to sit here and blow smoke, but, I mean, when you go out there and get that kind of reaction, man, it's a charge. Oh, I can only imagine. Yeah. I mean, well, okay, wait, I'm gonna, I was going to get ahead of myself. I'm going to save that question for the end. Before I get to that, uh, you're training for the match. I know that in the past, in the past 19 years, you've talked about how you wanted to make sure that if you did ever come back, that it would be at the same level you wrestled before. How much training did you do beforehand, like in-ring training to get ready for the match? Man, zero. Really? Zero in-ring training. Uh, I was doing cardio. I got on, here's, here, here's, an, here's an inside tip for you. I love Seamus. He's got a great YouTube channel, the Celtic Warrior Workouts, yep, yep. whatever it's called. I got on there, I watched uh, Edge's Routine, I watched uh, Brian Daniels or Daniel Bryanson, whatever his name is. I watched his, his uh, training routine. But the one that really got me was Becky Lynch's comeback routine. So I did Becky Lynch's routine over and over and over again. And then I invented my own out of that. So I, I was training hard at my house, but I didn't have a ring. Once I got to Dallas, I got there a lot, three or four days early because I always do. Yep. I ran the ropes a lot with Drew Gulak, who's absolutely wonderful. He's a great talent. Super guy, very intuitive in the ring. We did a lot of crisscross stuff, locked up, grab headlock, did a couple of spots. And dude, just just a little bit of that and I was gassing. And dude, I, I was when, when, I, when I tell you I'm in good shape, I was. 
But with doing cardio at the house, as hard as I was working out, is not the in-ring activity. And it's, it's very specific, cardio is. And so, like, when KO comes in or Drew, they're road warriors. They've been on the road. So as much as I worked, it was short notice. But as hard as I worked out, I still wasn't in the shape because they were doing a specific task. Were you happy with the match afterward? It was what it was. You know, I wanted to give them more, but the whole time, man, you know, when you got that amount of people out there, and I've been in front of a million crowds, but, you know, you're just trying to pace yourself. And when you saw me go sip beers, dude, I wasn't doing that to advertise my beer. I was doing that to just take a breather and, and just kind of monitor the system because I was getting a little gassed. And you don't want to just go out there and just freak out. Yep. So the, I was just taking those opportunities to slow down and catch a breather. Were you nervous walking out at all? Oh, no, man. When that crowd hit, man, I was like, I was in a state of mind when I was pacing back and forth, and a lot of people came trying to shake my hand, and I was like, dude, I'm already in the zone, man. Don't, don't, don't mess with me. <laughs> so, yeah, when I get out there in a big event like that, there, there is kind of that little bit of nerve, but that's what you live for. Yep. You know, I, I've been gone 19 years, but when you're about to go out, you're excited. So it's like, yeah, you, those are the nerves you feed off, I yeah. would imagine, when, once yeah, you're out there. Yeah, it's the good nerves. Yes. Yeah. Do you think that's the last match we'll see you in? Well, never say never. <laughs> <laughs> if the stars align again, hell, I mean, it could happen again, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you talked earlier about how cool it was, you know, seeing the evolution of WWE video games over the years. Do you remember the first time you saw yourself in one? Yeah. Which game was that? Was that, was that Warzone? Is that... Yeah, it was. It was Warzone. Warzone. When you're on the he cover, had arms up in air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. victory pose. Uh, they've come a long way. Yeah, right. What, was the, what, what did you want to ask me? I, I remember it, but I mean, I remember playing it. I was just wondering, like, was it cool to see yourself in the video game back then? Well, you know, when you're a punk ass kid, you know, growing up in South Texas, you never expect you're gonna be on a video game. Yeah. And you know, Andy did a biography on me, and I, I told him, man, I said, dude, I, at the end of the day, I'm just a dude from Edna. I'm still that guy, so yeah, to see myself on the cover of a video game and then to be on a couple of 2K games, it was, that's, a, that's a blast. Yeah, no, it's a... Uh, Never envisioned it in a million years. Does it mean something to me? Absolutely. That's cool. Yeah, that, that's more what I was wondering, because it's like, you have been, you know, such a iconic figure in, in wrestling, but also in, in video gaming. Like, the wrestling games back in that time period kind of helped draw new fans in. Like, there's a lot of people now who go like, oh, those old N64 games are what got me into wrestling. Well, and you know, like all these years later, man, I retired in, what, 03, give or take, whatever it was, and the video games and, you know, the WWE Network, I mean, I'm still as, people recognize me as much now than they used to when I was on fire, do the video games, do all that stuff. So, you know, it's really helped me, you know, a whole lot. It must be cool, you know, 316 day, we're here at this brewery where you're selling your own beer. You got to be happy that there's like a day to celebrate your career, and, and, and you must feel honored that so many people want to do that every year. Well, it's funny because, you know, I cut that promo in 1996 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It was a fluke event. I wasn't supposed to win it. Triple H was going to. They broke kayfabe in the garden and, you know, had to punish somebody. Sean was a world champion, couldn't punish him, punished Hunter. Vince tells me I'm one king of the ring. All the things that happened, Mark Merrill kicks me in the mouth. I go to the hospital, get stitched up, come back, step out of ambulance. While I was gone, Jake Roberts cuts a religious interview. Doc Hendricks tells me about it. I go out there, wrestle Jake, beat Jake, do the interview. My, you know, Michael Hayes, Doc, Doc whatever his name was. Doc Hendricks. Doc Hendricks yeah. smartened me up about it, and I let loose with the Austin 316 video, and because Stone Cold said so, it was a button. So I hit two grand slams at something that was never supposed to happen. 
all these years later for the fans just to take it upon themselves and make 316, March 16, something because of Austin 316. And now it's kind of like unofficially an official holiday. <laughs> yes. And only the wrestling crowd could do that and pull it off. I, I'm not saying it is. They did. So <laughs> you, you don't give yourself a cool nickname. Someone's got to do it for you. I didn't make Austin 316 day. I cut the promo and the fans did it. I was going to wear, I was, I wore my own shirt today, and then I was like, I feel weird wearing my own shirt. And I was like, well, well, Steve will probably wear his own shirt, and then you're not wearing your own shirt now, so. Do you, do you, do you feel weird putting on Stone Cold shirts, like, when you go out? We were here earlier today, and we had an event, we released that double IPA, and there were so many people with vintage Stone Cold shirts on, I'm like, God dang, I was the worst guy in the whole locker room that collected any of my stuff. <laughs> And I, some of the shirts were so cool. Like now, I would rock them. But we used to have a code back in the day that you didn't wear your swag in the airport. But you could wear it out in the ring yeah. because that's where you're going to sell it. But you're a mark if you wear it through the airport. So <laughs> I'd probably feel like a little bit. I, I'm, I'm Now that I'm kind of lower key, I don't really rock my own stuff. But on a on the upper chest left spot, yes, I would. I think hat you can get away with more easily. Yeah, yeah. And I was always a hat guy. So I'll probably start getting back into the hat business. But, but T-shirts are, you know... You don't realize how much you can generate as far as you know income goes and get the good swag going. Yeah, I so a WWE count the other day they tweeted like, "What's the best wrestling shirt of all time?" And I was like, "Is it even a question? It's obviously the Austin 316 shirt. Like, there's no comparison." I don't know. I'm partial to the NWO shirt as well. I mean, you think it's better than the Austin 316? shirt? I wouldn't say it's better. I think it's in a different vein. You know, if the 316 is over here, then NWO is over there, but on the same level of cool factor. You know, I mean, the, the 316 was bold because it's a biblical connotation taken from John 316, so it had some edge to it. Yes. Yeah, but, I mean, that, that is what made it cool. And what the thing about it is we used to go through the airports all the time, and I'd get preachers and, you know, stuff like that. They'd ask me for my autograph, and I'd see them dressed up, so I knew they were a religious person. I said, hey, man, I said, D does Austin 316 bother you? They said, oh, no, we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, hell, if the preachers don't care, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I just got endorsed by all the preachers, yeah. <laughs> uh, lastly, I wanted to ask you, you know, it's not a wrestling question, but uh, the few times we've spoken, I like getting your takes on what you're watching these days or what you're into these days. What yeah. do you, what do you, what do you got a thing, show you're binge watching, anything you're super into right now? Wow, no, uh, my wife and I watch Blackbird. Uh, we're watching Last of Us right now, Your Honor, and we just finished another show. It was pretty damn good. I can't remember. Right now, we're right in uh, Your Honor. Last of Us is good. Did you finish Last of Us? Well, it's still going, right? No, no, no the finale we, was the last episode of the finale. We just watched season finale. Okay, yeah, yeah, I just I just watched it last night too. Okay, but like like when the dude got the shank in his in his gut, I was like, God dang, he can't die because he can't leave the gal, you know, <laughs> yes. by herself because they they're starting to bond, and you know, she she ended up being like a daughter to him, right? Yes. So anyway, he kicked out and he's good. So we'll, we'll see what happens if they pick it back up. Wait, so then you, I don't think you have seen the finale yet. Then. Really? So, I, okay, yeah, I don't want to spoil what happened then. Oh, okay. Because there is one more episode I think you need to, Is that where it ended for you? I think so. You haven't seen, like, when they meet the Firefly, when they get with the Fireflies yet? Yeah, yeah, I think I have. And there's a whole... I don't want to spoil it. No, so no, I'm, I've seen that one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, where he goes a little ham? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, he did go ham. Yeah, it's yeah. a great show, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's my favorite one right now, too. He, he, he was a, a man on a mission. Yes, definitely yeah, I a saw man it. on a mission. And I didn't play the game, so I was a little, I was like, oh, I don't know. I didn't even know it was a game. <laughs> yeah. That's how little of a gamer yeah, you are. Yeah, that's, I just say, hey, it's a good show. 
All right, well, I gotta wrap it up here. I know you got other stuff to do today. We're here for 316 Day. Uh, WWE 2K23 is available to download right now, so make sure you guys go do that. John Cena, it's a, he's in the showcase this year. Steve Austin is in the game. There's a War Games match now available. So make sure you guys go check out WWE 2K23. Steve, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for doing this. And that's the bottom line, because Ryan said so. Oh, hell yeah. That was my conversation with Stone Cold Steve Austin at the El Segundo Brewery for the launch of WWE 2K23. Make sure you guys go get that game. War Games matches are sick. You can do stuff. You can do a springboard from one ring to the next. You got so many people in the ring going crazy on each other. There's weapons. You can jump off the cage. It's super fun. So make sure you guys are checking out WWE 2K23. I went out and bought a PS5 for this game just so I could see how great it was, and I don't regret it for one second. I've been playing this game as much as possible since I got it. And thanks again to Stone Cold Steve Austin, of course, the man, my favorite wrestler of all time, for giving me an opportunity to chat for episode 100. And like I said at the top, thanks again to all of you who have watched all 100 or who have listened to all 100 or even those of you who listen to some of them. Uh, I appreciate every single listener, every single viewer. Hopefully we get to 100 more of these. Before I get out of here, though, I normally would do housekeeping and stuff here, but apparently my producer, Rhea, told me she had some sort of surprise for me for the 100th episode. Uh, so I'm just going to toss it to her because I have I don't know what's happening here. She just told me to toss it to her, so that's what I'm doing because she's my producer and I listen. <laughs> Well, yes, Ryan, I have been telling you that I do have a surprise for you. I've been trying to keep this in for the past few weeks. But first off, I want to say that 100 episodes is really big. And on behalf of everybody, we're super proud of you. And there are a few people who wanted to be here today, but they couldn't make it. So instead, they did send their congratulations to the studio. Let's go ahead and check it out. What's up, Ryan? Just want to say congratulations on 100 episodes. Congratulations, Ryan, on 100 awesome, amazing episodes of Out of Character. Congratulations on 100 episodes, Ryan. Congratulations, Ryan Sadden, 100 episodes Out of Character. I'm excited for the future. Love him, love him, love him, love him. He's the best. He's like their best friend. He's their next door neighbor. He's talking about wrestling. He's talking about things they like. And then there are some people that just hate him. Just can't stand him. Just despise him. Just think he's despicable. Truth is, it's probably somewhere in the middle. I just want to thank you personally for giving us the platform and the opportunity to let the WWE Universe see us in a different light. Actually, no, he's a decent guy. Decent guy. Maybe even a good guy. Keep doing you. I'm excited for the future of Alpha Congratulations, and please tell Miss Eric guy, say hello. You know what? Ryan Sadden is a good guy. <laughs> Ryan Sadden is a good guy. And congratulations on 100 episodes. And cheers to 101. <laughs> oh, dude, that was so cool. That was a good surprise, right? That was a great <laughs> Did you surprise. Love it? Ray, thank you so much for making that happen. Dude, that was so, that was so cool. I... <laughs> You're going to get me all emotional over here. That was super nice. I think Cody had one of the best messages for you out of everybody. <laughs> Honestly, they all, those were all super cool. I Those are four people who I'm, like, huge fans of. So to hear them say nice stuff like that really – I mean, it really does mean the world to me. I, um, you know, prior to doing this show, I was, like, a – I was doing something much different. And uh, 
I wanted to do this show to show a different side of myself too. You know, I wanted to show people that I'm much more friendly and uh, not maybe what some people on social media think of me as Cody referenced right there. So um, that was super nice of them to say that. That was nice of Liv Morgan to say that. Um, I really enjoy giving people a platform to show their real true selves, as we say at the top of the show, uh, the people you see off screen. Uh, and so that was really nice of them to say. I, I really enjoy doing this show. I really enjoy chatting with these people. Um, and I thank Fox, too, for giving me the platform to do this. I This is something that I really have wanted to do for a long time. I grew up watching talk shows and the Conan O'Briens and the Jenny Joneses and the Jerry Springers and the David Letterman's and everyone. And, uh, you know, when podcasting became a thing, I listened to the the Colt Cabanas and the Mark Marins and once again, the Conan O'Briens and uh, just people who I really think very highly of. And I thought like, you know what, I, I think I could do something like that for pro wrestling. And so um, I'm, I'm glad that I've been able to do this this means a lot to me i'm now rambling but that meant a lot what all those people said to me so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go i'm gonna go so i can go get emotional off screen and watch that again uh housekeeping make sure you follow wwe on fox on social media also thank you raya thank you for putting that together i appreciate that very much that. and i thank you to the crew too the crew there's there's a whole bunch of people here who you don't see on camera that do a ton for this show every week uh, there's social media people, there's YouTube people, there's people here in the studio that are helping with the cameras, helping with all the tech things, helping with the lights, helping me with uh, shoots on the road, uh, my other producer Bartlett, you know, obviously Buckland, Michael Buckland here at Fox for giving me the opportunity to host this show, um, and but all the people here backstage, I mean, you guys don't see them, there's a whole bunch of people here, give me the microphone, who make sure all these microphones work, who make sure the lights look good, who handle all these graphics, and uh, I would be lost without all of them. So I forgot to say that. Thank you to all of them too. There's a whole, I wish there was credits on something like this so you guys could see uh, the amount of people that put effort into this show every week. So uh, thank you to all of them too. Uh, now I'll do housekeeping. Make free, Go follow WWE on Fox on social media, at WWE on Fox, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Also make sure you subscribe to the Out of Character podcast feed. That's where you can listen to this show if you're driving around doing whatever, but also where you can get the Raw and SmackDown roundups that I do every week after those shows as well. So make sure you go subscribe to the W excuse me, to the Out of Character podcast feed, but also subscribe to the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. That's where you can find this show on video every Wednesday. You can find clips and YouTube shorts from it as well there, but also clips from Raw and SmackDown. So make sure you're subscribed to the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. All right, that's it. I'm done. Happy 100. I appreciate it so much. Until next time, I'm Ryan Satin, and this has been another episode of Out of Care.